Hello, and welcome to Mama Needs Love Too. I am your host, Leanne. And I'm Danica. And what are you going to talk about today? How you been? What you doing? How you feel? Well, we're recording this before Christmas, and surprisingly, I'm not overwhelmed. I, I Christmas, this maybe because the weather, like there's no snow on the ground. It's supposed to snow for Christmas. Don't tell me that. Cause. <laughs> At least that's what, okay, so that's what my weather app told me, but you can never trust those things, so you just never know. This is true. So anyway, how about you? Check in. What's going on? I have a tree app. You do. You have your tree up. There's Yuletide. But it's not decorated, though. Listen. (laughs) That's not consequential. I can only do so much. (laughs) I have to buy the gifts, (sighs) wrap the gifts. The kids said, can we just decorate the tree the day before? Fine with me. The decorations are next to the tree. I mean, one of these days, they'll be on it. Hopefully before the twenty fifth. When you came in, there was a wreath at the door. It was. There were Christmas decor on the window. Yes. So we're so you get in there. You're you, almost you know, there. Baby steps. Baby. Inch it toward the finish line. Yes. You put it together by Tuesday, and then Wednesday you take it down. Is that the goal? No, we actually wait until after, after the New, New Year. Year. Okay. So speaking of New Year, um. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and anything else that you all celebrate out there. Today's topic is preparing for the new year, taking an inventory of your relationships. And by that, we don't just mean romantic relationships. We mean all of the relationships in your life. Yes. Your sister, your brother, your baby daddy, your baby mama, your husband, your wife, your best friend, your business partner. Your boss. Maybe even your mama and your daddy, too. Maybe, yeah. So a lot of us like to set New Year's resolutions. um, And as we approach January 1st, you know, we always hear that New Year, New Me. I don't believe in that, by the way. This New Year's going to get the same name. That's how I feel. New and improved. And it better like it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So coming in this. Same way I went out on the mission. That's it. <laughs> Kicking through the door of 2019 like eyes here. Okay. So um, take an inventory of your relationships. The reason we want to talk about that today is because um, relationships are important, right? So relationships with your family, relationships with a significant other. Humans are social creatures. So yes, everyone wants to belong to a group. Yes, tribalism is real. Like you, people want a tribe. You, there's actually a biological need to to have a tribe to keep your species going. Really, whether it's a fire ant or a person, we all <laughs> nature's way is to procreate, right, and I've and find that. support and be supported. I heard something similar uh, when we do. I used to when I worked and they did a thing about like cultural bias and everything like that and um, implicit bias and. They talked about how everybody has a need to belong to a group. So you find commonalities, whether they be like cultural or gender or whatever, that, you know, you seek other people that are like you. So that's what they were giving for the justification for some biases when it happens with culture and everything like that. And it's very real. um, At the core of it was that the fact that everybody just likes to belong to a group. Right. And things that are like us, we like. Things that are not like us, we dislike and or we question. So... Um, with that, with all of that being said, I think that it's important to take inventory of your personal relationships, especially heading into a new year. For those of you who believe in New Year's resolutions or believe that January 1st is 
somewhat of a reset button. Rebirth. <laughs> Rebirth, reawakening. Um, one thing you can do is to... So... Look I, at basically to see if like somebody is an asset or a liability. Yes, right? asset or liabilities. But I was actually going to touch on life mapping. Oh yeah. So I still haven't done that. You've yeah, done it. You I haven't well, sent this I to me. Start. I didn't. I'm gonna send no. it. No. <laughs> You, you a are, smart cookie. You know I what? think you could have Googled you it had are, you really wanted it. I told you it was online, but okay. Who said I wanted to get my life right? I'm not for the <laughs> new year. New you. New year's resolution. Well, then don't get mad at me for not sending you your life map then. Okay, maybe, you know what? I will Google the life map I'm myself. I'm going to email it to you. Because I was going to tell y'all to hold her accountable. So next time you can say, did she ever send you that life map? And I'm going to send and it. And she's not going to. I'm going to send so it. I'll find it myself. But I guess since I could Google it, they could Google it too. That was just about to say you can google it as well so i went to a workshop um that was hosted by rosetta thurman she is the um the administrator and the ceo of a brand called the happy black woman oh yeah I like the yeah black i went woman. to a workshop of hers several months ago shout out to uh, rosetta thurman and the workshop was pretty impactful pretty important um for kind of where i'm trying to go in life just spiritually financially blah 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 right um so one thing she gave us was a life mapping workbook that with this workbook, you basically break down different components of your life, finances, um, relationships, mm-hmm. health, uh, spiritual growth. And I think there are a few others. And then you rank them on a scale of one to 10, okay. you know, with like 10 being, uh, just completely perfect. And one being just like, okay, this area sucks. Right. And so once you rank them, then you can address why that area is like if you rank let's say finances as a three okay but health and fitness is a five then you need to focus on that three mm. um as a because we all we're in this thing called life we all just trying to figure it out and right. when we feel as though our life is just in shambles or in turmoil or there's a certain part of our life not going the way we want to it's like, well, how can I fix it? Well, I think the life map for me was helpful because it actually had a ranking system. And for somebody who has a little bit of uh, OCD and these things in complete order, we've talked about this. We ain't going to dwell on it. Um, it helped for me to just kind of <laughs> see things in a list in order. Okay. And then I could tackle, tackle them in that manner. Exactly. And then you write down um, how you could improve those areas okay. and action steps you could take and what those areas would look like at a 10. Oh, okay. Because I think that that's something that um, people don't, including myself, we don't really think about what it is we want specifically. Right. We just know we want to be happy and healthy, right? Right. <laughs> but what does that look like? Because my happy and healthy may not look like your happy and healthy. I don't think it does. It, I don't think it does either. <laughs> um, and that's okay, you know. So, um, but yeah, that was just, just an aside as far as relationships and kind of taking inventory. So, Anyway, if you want to uh, take a stab at the life mapping, you can Google it. I don't know ex- the exact link to find it, but if you Google life mapping workbook and happy black woman, pops I up. think it pops up. Okay. Leanne, I'm going to send it to you personally. But, awesome. Um, and if you but email I- Mama Needs Love too, hey, I'll send it to you. M-A-M-A-N-E-E-D-S-L-O-V-E-T-O-O at gmail.com. Look at you, but I think that that's helpful because as we talk about um, evaluating the relationships in your life, and seeing if this relationship is an asset or a liability, you also have to kind of take stock with yourself and see what you bring to the table. Yes, this is true. So if you know that you need to work on certain things, then you know that maybe you might be a liability in those certain areas. Right. 
and then you know what things you're doing well, then you know where you are an asset. Right. And I like to find people, like, um, when I was knowing that, like, my job situation was ending, I did um, some kind of, like, interviewing of people in different spaces in their lives and different jobs that I thought that I might want to have. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies' advice that she gave to me was to build your own personal board of directors in mm-hmm. your life. Um, to kind of, like, be a coach, a mentor. I need a CEO because I don't want to do no work. So who, how can I? <laughs> I don't want to do no work in my life. CEO, friend. <laughs> um, I think what you need is an assistant. No, nah, I want a CEO. I'll be the assistant. Can no, I be the administrative you, assistant in my own life? I'm pretty sure that you want somebody that you can just tell what to do and they execute it for you. No, I want them to tell me what to do. Like, I'm tired of adulting. But that's a whole other podcast issue. I'm pretty sure your kids just tell you what to do anyway. They, this is true. So, so I have CEOs. I have two of them. Yeah, so now you need somebody to actually execute the orders. So. I'm the CFO because I spend all the damn money. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. But anyway, you build your board of directors and you need to build, you need to know where you're like deficient and where you succeed at so that you could have people in your life that kind of complement your strengths and your weaknesses. And let's exactly. And when you said that we need to know our strengths and weaknesses for those of us out there who, cause I've been there where, you know, right now in all jokes aside it's the holidays. We've talked about seasonal mm-hmm. depression. There are some people out there right now who are really truly struggling, um, yeah. struggling to get out of bed in the morning, struggling to find meaning in life. I have been there. Me too. Um, but I think it's weak. <laughs> man, listen. But I think that we have to really understand that there is something, something that we've done well in life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as as small as it may be, find strength in knowing that there is something in life that you've done well, and, and take that and kind of just roll with it. So, um, yeah. and also just get the, like we always talk about this. Um, I've been through therapy. I've been through therapy. therapy. Feel like I need Uh, to go again. (laughs) I just uh, texted our therapist recently. Uh, We actually have the same therapist, but I texted him. Well, we went to the same therapist. Not together, though. Not together. We're not together. We're not a couple. That's been... You're beautiful, though, but... I appreciate that. You are equally as gorgeous. Yeah, you ain't my type. But we've been accused of this before, too. We have. (laughs) Every time I have a good friend. Why do people think I'm a lesbian? Because people are not used to women having strong, positive relationships that ain't messy and full of drama but we digress but that yeah we'll get back to that (laughs) but anyway i did reach out to my therapist uh this week because i was having a tough week so if you do need help like if you like reach out to um someone that can understand you but also they have hotlines for that by the end of the show i'll figure out what the um suicide prevention hotline is they have like talk space and different people where you could just like text and i think these uh kids came up with the app where like you need help or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a last ditch effort where you just have in there your like network of friends. You put their numbers in there and you just say like text, send them a text and it sends it out to everybody that says, I need help. Yeah. And that's your cry for help. And then they'll get you like resources and everything like that. Because yes. sometimes it's even hard to reach out to other people. Yeah. But we really do encourage Especially you. Especially women and us with kids. Because somehow there is no badge of honor if you fall out from just running yourself ragged into the ground for right, doing you don't get a cookie, you don't get a gold medal. I wish you did get a cookie. A cookie would just give me some solace. It, me too. <laughs> like, I want the box of cookies, but okay. Oh, I mean, like Mrs. Fields <laughs> or something. Like, Mrs. Fields used to be good back in the day. I haven't had it in a long time. But anything, like any type of prize would be helpful. But 
do reach out to somebody. Do reach out to like anonymous, do... anonymously, or even like a close friend. Do it immediately. Yeah, Don't wait and till it's too I late. think that's why you know I brought up the life mapping as we talk about taking inventory of relationships because the reason we wanted to talk to, about this today is because again, going into the new year, some of us feel that there needs to be a reset button. Taking an inventory of your relationships and whether they're an asset or a liability can help you streamline your goals and to help you understand where you are in life because of the relationships that you keep. So I found the definition for asset and liability. So the definition, Google definition for liability is a person or thing whose presence or behavior is likely to cause embarrassment or put one at a disadvantage. Mm. That's interesting. Embarrassment. And I found the use of embarrassment in that definition interesting too. Right. I was just like, ooh, that that could be so many different things. Like it could be personal embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes uh, you could be like this educated woman and then you have someone that doesn't speak as eloquently or articulate as you do. Right. And you can find that embarrassment. Yes. Um. Or it could be like I know you said you didn't want to talk about like we talked about last time Cardi being offset. Oh my god! <laughs> or he could just be out there cheating and embarrassing. Well, from the, the outside looking in, if I had to categorize that, that's a complete liability because I was Ain't embarrassed it? for her. But okay, really, I, I was. The last episode was even more embarrassing because he thought he was being like cute and, and romantic and romantic, and it was just very. Uh, I felt personally motivated, selfish, and not even about her. Um, yeah. And very overshadowing of her accomplishments. And he called her bruh. Like, I'm going to need my man, significant other, love of my life, not to call me bruh. They but that's little, just me. Different but strokes but for different folks. Hood, so I don't know if that really ticked And so am I. But you still ain't calling me bruh. Your point would be what? <laughs> it, it, it didn't feel like he was sorry because he was like, I'm just trying. It felt from the the video that I saw, it looked like she was cussing him out. It did, and that's why she didn't have Mike to her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And it looked like she thought that, wait a minute, I really want to punch you dead in your face, but there are people standing out here, and these people help make me who I am, so if I hit you right now, like I really feel like I want to, that is not going to be a good look. But why are you here? Why are you standing here? Didn't right. I tell you I didn't want to talk to you? And he go, well, bro, I'm just trying to apologize. Excuse you, sir. Back that up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, again, as you can see, these, these that's a prime example of how to take inventory of the relationship in your life. And to is- see if that, that definitely, to me, was a liability. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it says a liability. Again, it could be a person or a thing. A liability is not just a car or, you know, an uh, actual tangible item. It. Exactly. Yeah. It can be a person in your life. Um, Google definition says that an asset is a useful or valuable thing, person, or quality. Mm. And some synonyms they give are um, self-esteem, confidence in one's own worth or abilities, uh, self-respect. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's also the definition of asset. Um, Let me backtrack. I'm wrong. (laughs) The definition of asset is a useful, valuable thing, person, or quality. I then looked up the definition of self-esteem. Okay. um, Because, and here's why. Let me tell you my logic and my fractured way of thinking. So if you have um, self-esteem, which Google says is confidence in one's own worth or abilities and self-respect. Right. So if you possess that quality, 
then that means you want the best things for you. Okay. So if I want the best things for me, that means I want things that are going to increase my worth. Right. So that means I want assets. Right. Financial assets. So what? Spiritual assets. So what you're saying, theoretically, is that having high self-esteem or confidence in yourself means that you're going to seek out relationships that are assets versus liabilities. Versus liabilities. Yes. And that sometimes the fact that we may have relationships in our lives that are liabilities is connected to our own self-doubt or self-worth. Exactly. Or viewpoint of that self-worth. Exactly. See, this is why we're friends. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. You're smart. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So as See you that asset, you got friends that build you up. They that's come what in with saying. the knowledge, and you, you encourage them for bringing you this you knowledge. Feel me? You feel me? You feel me? Y'all need to get like us. Get y'all some friends like us, okay? So we available for new friends. If we y'all are asset mind. If you ask you are liabilities, I don't want you. Please keep I away. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I think that having assets is tied to having relational assets. Um, are tied to our levels of self-esteem. Um, and that's something that we don't always recognize. I think that's absolutely true. And as we were talking about preparing for this particular topic, I started to kind of just take inventory. One, I didn't look at it uh, in the way that we discussed it because we were prepping about like all my relationships, but I did look at like romantic relationships that I had. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm single and not dating and trying to get my life right together and trying to figure out the balance for me of what my depression looks like and how I can navigate that on my own before I unload that on somebody else. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about like a lot of the relationships that I entered into and some were good guys and some were not good guys. But I was saying like, oh, I need a good man in my life. But I think part of the issue that I've had is not feeling worthy enough for a good person Mm. and then linking that to like my self-esteem and self-confidence and then linking that back to my childhood and it's a lot of baggage we have to unpack and do work right and so knowing all of that was kind of like ooh, i still even though i've done a lot of work and come very far since i started therapy many moons ago there's still a lot of work to do and i I pride myself on being a continuous learner so i'm ready for it but I think that's what we all need to understand. As long as we are breathing, we're going to continue to grow and evolve as people. At least we, we should. I, I hope so. I hope I, we are. I'm, I'm hoping everybody wants to because I don't want to be in the same place in 20 years mentally, right. spiritually, emotionally that I am today. It's just life is about growth and progression. Um, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because as we take inventory of the relationships in our lives, there's an author named G.L. Lambert. He's a guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he, read he, he wrote the book, <laughs> Ho Tactics, which I read. Great read. You all need to grab it. He also wrote the yeah, book, um, Men Don't Love Women Like You. And he yeah, writes the blog, Black Girls Are Easy. Yes, 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 yes. So in his writings, he talks about the reason we tolerate certain behavior as women from men. Right. And I think this can be carried again across all of our relationships not just with significant others but he talks about how we allow behavior based on our level of self-worth and so it's it's not about you know there are no good men out here or everyone you know i have to be a he calls it a basica that's his term for women who don't understand their worth and then use that to get what they want in life in general but his point is that 
you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that whatever you want, you have the ability to attain and, and attract to you. And I also found it very And that counts for, for all anything, relationships. All relationships in life. And that's one of the things that he pointed out was that, you know, one of the things he said was like, um, like what makes you special, what makes you different. And he said he talked to a lot of women and they were like, well, I have a master's degree and all this other stuff like that. He's like, I don't care about your education because I could put a woman who's uneducated next to you and she and can she have more self-confidence yes. and more self-worth and yes. feel like she deserves and is deserving of love, treatment, mm-hmm. being showered with gifts more than you do. So it has nothing to do with that. It has really to do with intrinsically what you feel your value is. And to be honest, and this is a complete aside, but any man that's actually um, worth his weight as a provider and an actual um, alpha male, which I know a lot of females say we want that manly man who's going to protect and provide. He's he says he don't care about your education. <laughs> it might you know compliment him and what he wants to do. Depending but, on the situation that he puts you in, right? It, you can wear your your masters and your PhD on your sleeve, and that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be chosen by a good man. Um, sure. Not saying you shouldn't want those things, but again, wanting want those things yourself. go back to the self esteem and you having your own personal goals. Um, relationships with family. So in this assessment of assets and liabilities, we don't want to focus so much on, romantic you know, romantic relationships, relationships, relationships because, right. again, if you're in your quest for growth, I think having growth is knowing when it is okay to cut off familial relationships. That whole adage of, well, it's my mama. I have to treat her a certain way. Narcissus. Nah, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that, and I teach my children this. Yes. Parents are not old respect because they birthed you and that's a controversial statement some people totally disagree on me on that um i personally do not feel as though a mother and a father are old respect based on the fact that they conceived and birthed you i feel like respect is earned from everybody in your life including parents See, I, I, I take see, a different tack. Well, but that's just I, yeah, that's for, my opinion. But not for just parents. I just take a different tack in general. I take the tack that I give everyone respect, trust, the rope to hang themselves. So until you like show me that you are not worth my respect or my trust, then I will give that to you. But once you show me that like oh this is what we're doing, I'm, I'm gonna good. treat you kind, but I'm not gonna respect you until you've earned it. Does that make sense? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cordial to you because I think and again we're talking about relationships we're not just talking about fleeting acquaintances the cashier at work I don't know you like I'm again I'm gonna be kind (laughs) to you but I don't necessarily have to respect you as a person as a human being until I get to know you and until that respect has been mutually earned because I was raised to respect myself and to respect others so I'm gonna treat you with respect and you know kindness not even respect but kindness and you know I'm gonna treat you fairly. Mm -hmm. But as far as respecting you and respecting the decisions you make, I kind of need to, in a relationship, I need to see how your decisions, your actions are going to impact me. Are you thinking about me? Because if you're not thinking about me, then why do I need to think about you? And I teach my children that. I feel like, um, because a lot of us have been raised to believe that parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents Mm -hmm. are due a certain amount of respect because um, they're family. But why do you need to respect your alcoholic father who did nothing but abuse you his entire life? Why do you need to respect your aunt who every time she says, sees you has something negative and disparaging to say? Why, why do they deserve respect? I mean, I can't, like, say, oh, you have to... I feel like, well, as we're talking about this, I took the liberty of a kind of, like, 
looking up what respect means and there's of course like every word in the dictionary there's multiple <laughs> definitions, like definitions right so there's three of them and i'll just go with the first two like the first one is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities qualities or achievements mm-hmm. so in that case like the examples you brought up i'm just like okay no you haven't shown me anything that was worth That's admirable mm-hmm. right so i don't really have to respect it but the second definition is due regard for the feelings wishes rights or traditions of others so in that way i'm kind of like i respect you enough to let you be you but i don't have to interact with you so i take it more as like inter like you're taking it like you don't have to respect for it i take it as like i'm going to limit my interactions with you I can respect your right and decision to be an alcoholic. I can respect your right and decision to just be a general asshole. Be that over there (laughs) and let me live over here. See, in my mind, I don't have to respect your decision to be an alcoholic. I have to acknowledge it and be willing to remove myself from it. True. So I think that's how we kind of use the definition differently. Um... I don't have to have regard for your feelings if you've never had any regard for mine. So I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be aggressive or angry or, you know, mean toward Mm -hmm. you in any capacity regarding the feelings or the behaviors that you've exhibited. But I don't have to respect them. I just choose not to interact with people. But I also choose the other thing where, you know, like people are like, oh, you should smile or you should make your kids like smile speak to elders or you should make your kids interact with all family members i don't require that of my children again i, I don't like, either because i feel like old if, woman in the grocery store that was talking to my son and he just stared at her and i looked at her and she was looking at me and i'm looking at her like <laughs> who i don't know you and he doesn't either so if he chooses not to speak to you this there, there's no requirement exactly. here that because you feel like you're an elder that we need to feel compelled But that's my to... point. I think society has taught us, especially women, I don't think that this is, this a, thing for men. is a thing for men. I honestly don't. I think society has taught women that we must constantly be the peacemakers. I'm done with that. I ain't stepping into 2019 with that one. <laughs> Where's the meme, meme, whatever you want to call it, of old girls stepping on the roadblocks, leaving 2018, stepping into 2019? I'm leaving that one in 28. Actually, I've never even had that block in my life. So I feel as though family members, mothers, fathers, uh, I will give a prime example, moment of transparency for me. My own father. My own father has been in and out of jail all my life. Um, He was on heroin when I was younger. Um, Textbook, you know, textbook dysfunction, right? Mm -hmm. Never there. I was one of those kids waiting in the window for my daddy because he said he was coming. He never showed up. Um, And now that I'm an adult, my relationship for him, it, it, my relationship with him is non-existent. I don't feel as though I owe him any respect as my father because he didn't earn it in that role. So I think the same can be held true for um, relationships that haven't been as detrimental. You don't have to necessarily be, a, you know, you don't have to abandon me or treat me unjustly in order to, um, in order to, for me to not want to associate with you. Um, but again, this topic we're talking about ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are listening, because relationships affect how we live our lives. Um, if you have a detrimental relationship with, again, a family member, significant other, um, your coworkers, they affect your mood. They can affect your, well, your mood affects your health. So if we don't address these things and try to rectify them, then it just, it'll fester. 
Um, so I think it's important for us to understand that we have to take accountability for how we let people treat us. Um, again, if you guys have any questions about anything we're talking about, if you'd like to just kind of send us a note to say, hey, you guys are on the right track or the wrong track, our email is mamaneedslove2 at gmail.com. Leanne and I are the facilitators of a Facebook group called Mama Needs Love 2. It's a supportive community for moms, aunts, grandmothers, um, really just women in general because most women have maternal instincts and we're mothering something, even if it's a dog. But anyway, so feel free to reach out to us on the Facebook group. So do you have anything to add, Leanne? I'm done with relationships and people. No. no. <laughs> Okay, she's done with relationships and people. <laughs> no, um, the other day I posted something which I thought was both impactful and funny. And it was the first they question, which talked about... Yes. How aware of are you of your traumas and suppressed emotions? And how are you actively working to heal them before you try to project that shit on me? And I felt that deep in my soul. Because not even just relationships that you have already, you have to take inventory of that first. But then as you go out and seek out new relationships, because you've done this work now, you've taken inventory yes. of all these relationships, you found out that you got a lot, a lot of liabilities in your life. Or a lot you, of assets. Or a lot of assets. And you're like, okay, well, I would like to acquire more assets. Yes. So I'm going to go out here and meet new people. I still need to know what you bring into the table. Yes. And if you're working through your own healing before you come in here with all of this mess. See, I sage my house and play trap music, but I sage my house. <laughs> um, because she I got two chains playing while she's saging the house. I love it. Two chains might sage his house too. He smokes weed. I mean, it's. Oh, you know. his house is fully sage. Okay. <laughs> sage, basil, oregano. Shit, he got the whole <laughs> He like, got the whole Lazy Susan in rotation. I feel like Sage and Trap Music go together. But so I need to know what demons <laughs> not even that far. Um, that's a little bit much. But I do need to what know issues? what issues, baggage or whatever you're coming with. But if you know one, what it is, and you're working on it, that's fine. Then you understand yourself, you're working through to be a better person. But if you come with like, I what you talking about? I don't have no, ain't nothing wrong with me. It wasn't me. It's always everybody else. Yes. That is a super red flag. We talked about that. And not time. just, and again, not just romantic, romantic. relationships. No, I'm talking everybody. about anybody. Friends, um, you business know, business partners, Especially yeah. as like, we're looking, like we started this podcast. We're looking to get into more business ventures into 2019. And people always have advice for you. Oh my God. Yes. Of how you should conduct yourself and how you should do business. And they I, ain't bust the grape in a fruit fight for their own lives. Or they could be, but that's not my fight. Like it's Exactly. I don't want to do what you're doing. Exactly. So I don't think I need to take your advice. And I've seen people give other people, from just the outside looking in, I've seen other people give others business advice that I would not give them personally. <laughs> or that I just do not agree with. <laughs> and said, like, maybe you should stick to your industry. Yeah, find your niche and stick to it. Before um, you give blanket advice think, to everybody. And I think that that quote that you read is, it hits the nail on the head of what you need to do as you take inventory of these relationships. Now, let's face it, not everybody is as bold as you and I and can ask the tough questions. 
And that's fine. You know, for, for some of you out there, Leanne and I, we, we get it. We're a little bit more vocal. Um, our personalities are a little strong. <laughs> and, it ta- and and honestly, that, that takes work to get to that point. Um, or to be able to, or to be able to project that positively. Cause I've always had a strong personality. And like I said, I've, I've just learned in my older years, um, how to soften it down and, and, you know, try to take other people's sensitivities <laughs> into account. Um, but I think that even if you're not willing to ask those tough questions of people coming into your life, then you need to be willing to sit back and observe. I think that patience is something that eludes a lot of people when it comes to their relationships, when it comes to business partners, um, romantic relationships, friends, we don't want to take the time to sit and just observe because, and, and there's a a slew of reasons for that, right? We're in this fast paced day and age where everything is instant gratification. Right. Um, so why sit back and observe when all you gotta do is go to their Facebook page and pretty much learn their entire life. Right. Well, (laughs) um, you still need to, to be able to judge and discern if someone's actions match their verbiage. Do you follow up by doing what you say you're going to do? Yeah. I've been very good at like, it's almost a sixth sense. It's only failed me once. Um, and that was with my kid's father. But <laughs> the, the relationship where it really counted, you and me both, that's the one where the shit hit the fan. But never mind. I We've think, learned better I until we that do that. I wasn't quite tapped in um, at that point in my life. I was really well, I know young. I hadn't reached, reached, I hadn't reached my higher self yet. Yeah, I was really young and foolish and dumb. And I was just like, take uh, a chance. And it was, it was bad. So, but we digress. So that's one of the things that I was talking about uh, was that I'm really good at assessing from the beginning if someone is going to be an asset or a liability in my life. And I so how did you get to that point? Um, to be able to assess that, what did you, really, give us your assessment tool. I'm really like observant. Of other people, how they move. Hate that how what I they, just said. We got yeah. assess people. Yes. Right, but how? But that's what I do, and a lot of times I can just tell if people lying right out the the gate. Too. Yeah. It's body language. It's the way they move. Like case in point, I was um, years ago. I worked for this company, and we interviewed this girl who wanted a particular job. And she talked about how she had all of this experience and how she had worked for this particular nonprofit prior to that. And uh, I knew a little bit about the nonprofit, so I knew that they basically just hired pretty much anybody off the street. And then they <laughs> teach you how to do a few things, and they send you out into the world. And she was like, she was good at like Photoshop and all these other things. And everybody was like, oh, gosh, she's going to be so great. She's going to be a great and your asset bullshit detective was like, beep, 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 beep. I was like, she's crazy. <laughs> And they were like, no, she said she could do this and she said she could do that. And I was like, I could tell you I could walk on water. That doesn't mean that that's true. Right. Um. So, I, yeah, it was just like, I don't, I, so I can't qualify. Your spidey it's just like a spidey senses were tingling. But here's the thing. We all are born with spidey senses. That intuition is in all it's of us. In especially all of us, women. Especially women. I think we ignore it. And we ignore it for several reasons. Going back to... Um, just cultural norms and we're expected to um, set our best interests aside for the sake of a common good be that the common good of your family your household your husband and that's something that I think women need to unlearn we need to unpack and unlearn that because it self-preservation is okay self-preservation is is we need 
that shit. Like, and you can turn, because sometimes it gets overwhelming. Like, I used to be in situations where it would be, like, when you're around a bunch of people and you try to turn on your spidey senses and then you get this, like, overwhelming sensation from all the people in the room. It could be a bit well, much. Well, then that means you may be an impasse. And that's something that, oh, I that's mean, something different that's thing. something completely different. Because I, I honestly, whether you believe off. in it or not, there are some people who are really sensitive to other people's emotions and can pick up on feelings and emotions of, like, of energy. Yeah. And so. I had to learn how to control that because it could, it would. It would be overwhelming. Yeah, and, be and those people, those people do get physically, physically overwhelmed. Ill. Like I would be nauseous and headache. Because I recognize the reason <laughs> I am, I don't like crowds and things like that is because I have a touch reason. of an yeah. empath and I pick up on everybody's feelings and emotions, yeah. and then I'm sympathetic to them. Yeah. Um, but, but that's something different. But still, you you can. De- there are certain things that you can detect in the beginning when you meet people, when you cross paths with and them. And not just that. Or even if you have a conversation But with let's them. take a step back. Ladies, um, this is what we want you to take away from this this episode today. As we walk into 2019, you it wouldn't it would behoove you to not take inventory of all the relationships in your lives, be it personal, professional, business, relational, right? Not all of them. Well, all of them. Oh, I thought you said not all of them. I said it would behoove you to not take inventory of all of them. Well, that's what I might have meant. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So basically <laughs> Help me get this, this podcast, I just ate. So I'm like half, I'm falling we, asleep. We but anyway, with you. Help we, me get yeah, there. So y'all, you know, this rock with your girl. So, but basically take inventory of all of your relationships, all of them. Okay. Even the relationships with your children. Now yeah. let's face it. You can't get rid of your kids. Now, if they're over 18, you might be able to kind of distance yourself from them, but take inventory of the relationship which you have with your child. Are you leading that relationship? What are you teaching your child? What are you role modeling to your child, especially your daughter? Because if you're a lot allowing all of these unhealthy, mm-hmm. um, manipulative, just bad relationships to infiltrate your life, whether you bring that negative man home or mm-hmm. not, that negative man is affecting your, your mood and your energy. behavior and your energy and you carrying that home and going off on your kids because they left Fruit Loops on the table. Like, so it... They it, shouldn't leave Fruit Loops on the they table. They shouldn't, but you ain't got to whoop him 30 times, give him 30 lashes because he left Fruit Loops on the table. Let's face it, all <laughs> of us have overreacted. Ah, uh, yeah. Because we were in Especially a bad mood. Especially in... I, I, I can recall looking back on being in a toxic relationship and, and it, it, it just sours your mood and you become reactive to my, to my so my point is you know it's important for us as parents to take take stock of our relationships and then we because things only happen that we allow true okay so if you allow and let's just say don't beat yourself out don't beat yourself up about it if you've allowed yourself to be in some negative and bad relationships that's okay you have to forgive yourself, first of all. First. Yes. And recognize the deficiency and then work to not make that mistake again. Stop picking the same man in different packages. Stop picking the same friends with different weaves. Sure. Stop picking the same jobs that you hate, you know, but different company logos. These are all decisions that we make actively. You are in control of your life, ladies. Only you can change your life for the better. Yes. Now, I want to put a cautionary of thought to this about especially people who are involved in domestic abuse yes. if it's not feasible for you to leave right now make a plan yes. uh, please make a plan to leave I'm not telling you like if you know that you can't get out and this person is gone from 9 to 5 and it's 4.30 when you listening to this and you think like oh they told me I need to leave now and you can't get out in that 30 minutes with a solid plan to make sure you're safe and your kids are safe, make a plan to 
get out of that situation. So I don't want you to just think this means pick up and leave everybody in your life. You have to make solid plans, especially in those types of situations. Especially if you have kids. Especially if you have kids to make sure that you get yourself to a better situation. But if that situation is not yours and you just like you got a friend you've been friends with them for For 45 years or two years and they're just not serving you you go to say girl i'm gonna do this business and they say well you're not really business minded and did you fail math when we was in high school or why don't you do this this why don't you do this i heard so-and-so do this i heard super was over here doing this so you should cut them off Cut Let them, off. them go. Don't you walk don't... into the new year with any baggage. <laughs> Clean your house that person literally is not and figuratively. For you, sis. Yeah, and we said we were going to give you all the suicide prevention hotline, so I want to make sure we give you that before we go. If you honestly are at the point where you feel like you have nobody that has your back, you've taken inventory of all your relationships, and you feel like everybody is in the liability category, and you just downright tired, please reach out for help. Um, The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the number is one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. But we also want to leave you guys on a happy note, and we want you to walk into the new year feeling empowered, emboldened, because you got this. You do. You can do this. And we're not saying like take time, take the inventory, think about yourself, think Be about patient. what your assets are, what your liabilities are. Do the life map. See what you need to work on. See what you're good at. Throw more of your focus toward the deficiencies and a little bit of your focus to the things that you're already doing great. Assess yourself. And as you start to feel better about yourself, more self-confident, your self-esteem increases, and you start to see as you're going through your journey of life that I'm doing better in these areas and I have these people in my life that are not trying to do the same thing. Now, give people a little grace. If they're working just like you're working and maybe they're not working as fast as you're working, depending on how they look at your work, if they look at the work you're doing in a negative manner, then you need to maybe evaluate that relationship and cut it off. But if they look at it like, man, I wish I was doing what you're doing. I'm working myself and trying to, but things are not just turning as much as or happening as fast as I would want them to be. That might not be a person that you might need to cut off. That might be somebody that would, you know, be best suited to kind of work with you as you go through your journey. You all work together. But you can tell when somebody is for you. And when somebody is not for you. So what we want you to do is have winning relationships. Number one, be there for yourself. And forgive yourself. Because every mistake that we've made is a learning experience. And you have to look at life like that. It's every second that we're alive and breathing, the next second, the next minute, the next hour, the next day, year, it doesn't matter. That's a new opportunity for change and growth. Yeah, you have purpose. So I might have fucked up today, but we're going to get this right tomorrow. And it's, the thing about <laughs> it is you set goals. Like we we talked about goal setting and everything like that. And as you look at this, this life map, but you set these goals for yourself and look at yourself, give yourself a little grace. You might say, okay, by month three, I want to have lost 10 pounds and I want to have paid off this credit card. And you get to month three and you lost three pounds and your credit card balance still needs $500 to get to paid off. Hey, that go is, back. It's celebrate progress. that win. Celebrate it's that, progress. but go back to the drawing board and see where you fell short and again if you need help with any of this you can reach out to us at mama needs love too until then happy new year y'all hey merry christmas happy new year we'll see you guys again Deuces. You in the new year yeah see you in the new year bye